Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 459 for the week of April 7th, 2018. I'm Chris Privetier, bringing you some RPG stuff. Joining me today on this journey, Alice Wilkinson. Uh, I'm actually a coffee machine. You are a coffee machine. Can you make the weird... No? No. Okay. No. Can you be an espresso machine? Is it the last week with Alice for a while? No, no. You've still got me for another couple of weeks after this one. We have no show next week, but maybe the week after we'll get you. Yeah, week after should be fine. Okay, cool. Um, Kelly Ryan joins us. Hello. And Josh Carpenter. Fully caffeinated. Fully caffeinated. Um, I, I I really want more caffeine. My wife, Anna Marie, is dealing with more kidney stone issues, so she's off resting, but we might get her to chime in from the other room, so I will relay any screams she makes. Um, hopefully s- good screams, like, hey, here's my opinion, not screams of, ow, this kidney stone, erg. Um, but that could happen, too. We'll see. Um, no cats for you today. I'm sorry. They were here. Maybe he will return. If you're I have watching, a cat on my desk, but you can't see him. If you're watching live at uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, that's how you would see the cats. Uh, if you are just subscribing to us in your favorite podcasting application, thank you. And uh, please vote for us. Vote for us. Please review us on iTunes. Get us some placement <laughs> in that store so that people find the show. I hear we're starting a Monster Hunter podcast on the site soon. So if you're into Monster Hunter, look forward to that. Uh, and, uh, Kelly, I think your husband says you're lying. There's no cats. Yeah, I don't see a cat. Yeah. All of ours are, most of ours are downstairs except probably his. Mm. I like, you have, to, you, you have a lot of, uh, possessive, um, commentary about your cats. Like his cat versus my cat. Versus... Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a weird, um... I don't know, like two parents coming together, kind of cat Brady Bunch thing. Oh yeah, because he had his cat before we moved in, and then I had my cat, and then we adopted one together, and then we got the two kittens, and each of us kind of adopted one of the two kittens. So yeah, we we would probably have to have a custody lawyer if we ever divorced to figure out who gets custody of. Some of the adopted together cats. Very important. That, that that and Jack is absolutely his cat, because Jack uh like only spends time with him unless me and him are fighting, and then Jack takes my side for some reason. <laughs> I don't think I've seen pictures of Jack. No, you hardly ever see pictures of Jack because he's always with Vaughn, on top okay. of the back of his chair. Oh, cat cast. Ooh, I just found the machine I want. Um, we're talking about coffee machines before the before the cast, and here's a machine that takes beans. Beans go in, and coffee comes out. And you don't have to do anything; it's fully automatic. Oh, how much is this bad boy? All oh, right, nobody cares. Hi, <laughs> who likes coffee? <laughs> just Josh, apparently. Everyone. All right. Well, no, it, my wife does not like coffee. She um, hates coffee. my husband doesn't like coffee. Blasphemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't like cheese either, so he has very weird tastes. 
And he's threatening to stab you, I think, over cats, too, in the chat room. I'm very confused. I'm very worried. Uh, no, he's quoting The Simpsons. Oh, okay. That's The Simpsons? Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out? Yeah, I don't know that one. This is like season 10. The last good season, if you ask me. <laughs> How can anything be good in season 10? <sighs> it was the same episode that was the Japanese seizure robots. Okay. Great. That's uh sounds like something I definitely didn't see. Uh I want to know what people are playing as far as video games rather than about um about uh I don't Simpsons know, references about Simpsons. and coffee. Yeah. So Josh, I have questions for you. Oh goodness. What 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 questions you got? All right. So tell me about this train wreck Witch in the 100 Night. Or are well, you playing well, the not second the... one? Yeah, 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 I'm playing the second one. I never played the first one. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I picked this up for review, and, and I told Mac that I might, you know, come to regret it. You put and, out a and giant I'm... disclaimer on Twitter saying, I'm playing this game, but do not be alarmed. If I abandon it, I reserve the right to preserve my sanity and walk away from this at any time, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I didn't play the first one. Uh, everything I heard about the first one was universally negative. And about the only thing I remember about it is like the infamous mouse scene. Because yep. every review had something about that. So what and, was this mouse scene? Oh, you don't... We, we, we can't uh, We don't talk, talk about, about the mouse the scene. Pod. Just oh. you go look okay. at Witch in the Hundred Night and look up the mouse scene and lady does mean things to another person. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I heard that the main character in that game was not fun. Correct. Yes, that was everyone, and, and everyone said it was painfully written, and you felt no, no reason to go along with the main character, and you just felt uncomfortable playing the game and stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I think I understand what they were trying to do now playing the second game. Well, well, I didn't play the first one, so I don't know for certain, but like they are, they are definitely trying to make the witches to just be totally vile, reviled characters. But at least in this one, they've kind of balanced it out with this sister character. Her basically the the beginning of the game is that like this one character turns into a witch and becomes this you know vile character, and mm -hmm. her sister is trying to keep her from trying to turn her back from being a witch. Which is does in that this work? World, well, it, it works from time. It, it <laughs> we'll say like okay. It, it, <laughs> All right. Uh, apparently it's like a disease in this world. Oh. And 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 occasionally she kind of reverts back into her original form. So far anyway. I don't know. I'm like 10 hours into this game. The and I, and I've made about like four different 180s on it while playing it. Like when I started, you know, I went in with kind of negative expectations. I started playing it and the the gameplay itself is action RPG. And it reminded me a lot of like, especially the PSP Ease games. Like it's it's very simple attack and then dodge. But it felt like it. But it felt a lot like an Ease game that's slower. You know, Ease is really you know the speed of an Ease game is really high. You're just moving around. You're attacking things. You're dodging. You're rolling away. You're running around. You're, you're killing stuff really quickly. And you know if it. If an ease game speed factor is a ten, this game is like a seven. And okay. so starting out, starting out, it was okay, but then it also brings in a lot. 
you you can tell the Disgaea team has a has a hand in this because there are about twelve bajillion different subsystems that tie into your gameplay. So there's hundreds and hundreds of different weapons, and they can all be upgraded, and they can they also take like from the ease games where um, at least the the more recent ease games they have gone to the party system where they have like I forget what it is in ease. It's like slash and pierce and like smash smash so yeah something like that so they have basically the same thing in this game where it's like they have wait, a wait, wait. slash they joined smash are they in the next smash game <laughs> did you see the logo in their eyes it's very important <laughs> maybe. maybe hey it's on ease is going to be on could be. on nintendo now All so right. could be mm-hmm. so this game has the same thing where it's got uh, a slash damage for like swords and lances and things like that and then it's got like this smash damage for hammers and then it's got magic damage. So you can equip... The, the weird thing where it starts getting complicated is that like you kind of set up your own combos where it lets you equip five different weapons. And then each time you hit the attack button, it goes through them in order. So you're, so you're able to set up your own combos, which is kind of neat. The problem I have with it is that like there are enemies where you can do almost no damage unless you the... Uh, type of weapon that they're weak to and that means you have to use like a hammer and the hammer is just really has a really slow wind up animation hey josh can you can yeah. you hold on you're you're yeah. fading out again on us <laughs> fading you're pod yeah, fading on us <laughs> <laughs> okay how do we I, I don't know why you keep fading so my internet's terrible. <laughs> we had storms last night. My internet's probably terrible. Am I okay now? Turn off. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't have anything on. All right. But I'm okay now. All right. Yes, you're okay now. <laughs> it's so weird. Yep. I've never heard anyone where it fades like that. Usually you go garbled. But... Yeah, you fade. It's so yeah. weird. Very weird. I don't know Pot what that fade. is. That's what it is. Uh, so, anyway, like, you get to the hammer, and the hammer, it's just so slow. And the animations, you kind of get locked into the animations. And I just find it really frustrating. It totally gets away from the way, or maybe it gets away from the way I want to play this game, where I just want to have to, I just want to dart in, do some attacks, and dart away. And you can't do that with a hammer, but the game forces you to use the hammer. Mm-hmm. So... The story has been, it hasn't been completely vile yet. <laughs> it hasn't been completely vile yet. All right. That's that's going on the back of the box. You know that? Yeah, I just looked up how vile the first game is. And uh, yeah, I can see where people are coming from with not wanting to play that. See, that was what I was expecting going in, but I was kind of curious, like, how the hell did this game get a re... You know, the first one got a remake, and then the second one gets made. And I'm kind of starting to see, like, at least why it was done. I mean, it, this is obviously must be NIS's, like, you know, their action RPG. They got Disgaea for strategy, and this is their idea for an action RPG. I haven't looked up if it's, like, you know, like, for all I know, it may be the CEO who's behind making it maybe that's why it keeps getting made but you know the story is okay it hasn't been terrible it's fine 
I've gotten frustrated a couple of times, like I said, with the gameplay where it's kind of forcing me to use use weapons I don't want to use. Like these, you can kind of even if you're facing enemies that um, aren't weak to the uh, weapon you're using, you can still kind of trudge through, and you have the rest of your party members to help. But this game, it's just one character, so you've got to you got to use the weapons even if you don't want to. So. Which in the hundred night two, I I haven't given up on it yet. <laughs> you haven't given up on it yet. All right, game of the year. How's that? How's that for a a, a promotional that thing? That is the worst. That is the worst thing. <laughs> that is the worst thing. Yeah, there you go. You you are not selling this whatsoever, and you should feel ashamed <laughs> <laughs> or justified. I'm not really sure. I don't know. It, it yeah. It's just you know. It's one of those games where it's it's been fine, but it you, in playing it you keep going like, well, why why would I play this as opposed to some other better game, you know? And and well, speaking of better games, like I I put in to to as a palate cleanser last night, I put in Res Infinite to play that in VR. Hey, there you go. Did you fly around that, Area X? Yeah. I, I never played that back when it came out on the PS2. Oh, you never played so, the original Res at all? Ooh, oh, that would have been never fun. Played the, you had fun. Wasn't the you? original wasn't the original on the Dreamcast? Oh, maybe a bit. No, That's it was fine. PS2. Think, it was PS2 was with it? the Res Trans Vibrator. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the original version of Res was on the Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, it was, and I think that was the one that had the vibrating controller. No, no, the Trans Vibrator came out for the PS2. Yeah, no, that it did, but the okay. uh, the original Res did come out for the Dreamcast. Okay. So it seems to have. So I'm playing this one the whole. So I guess I'm getting the whole nine yard experience playing it in VR with PlayStation Move, with all the accoutrement that you can. I guess except for that Res suit they you made need the for suit. Uh, yeah, trade I, shoes. You need some vibration. So they're doing a port of Res to the Switch. Right, yeah, and um, they are going to make it so you can have like four Joy Cons going at once, all vibrating on different things that you can choose. Are they all on the beat? Are they on the different beats? Are some on the off beats? So you can like surround yourself with lots of controllers vibrating at different things, so you can like yeah. experience the music. I, they did that kind of with the 360 version as well, so you could have like multiple controllers hooked up, all vibrating different. So, um, it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild in VR. I mean that it it makes for a really interesting VR experience because you're just like you are despite the speed, I was kind of worried when I, I started playing it because everything moves pretty quickly and that's always kind of a concern in VR, but something about like you're you're not playing it in first person. You have that um oh, what would you call it? avatar in front of you for your for your yeah, character. Yeah, third person. Yeah third person well i mean thankfully the vr is still third person so you're just controlling you know your your over the shoulder vr all right (laughs) over the shoulder vr but it works really well and and i'm not even a big techno music fan but boy it it, you really get into it the only hard thing is trying to keep my head from kind of like bouncing around which Which stage has the best music this is a this is a question with a correct answer I, I haven't finished it yet. I only oh, okay. played half of it last okay. night. Well, then you need to finish it before you can answer that. I don't know. I think I like stage two so far. Mm-hmm. 
But I still got we'll, four we'll and five. Later. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. Yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> but that's really fun in VR. And that that was kind of like my palate cleanser last night after playing a bunch of hours of Witch in the Hundred Night too. And then uh, I've still been playing, or I picked up last week Alliance Alive on the 3DS. Hey, Kelly's been which, playing that. Yes. Yes, I have. How are you liking it? I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm on chapter 16, I think, something like that. Oh, oh, you're further than me. I think I'm only on like chapter 8 or 9. Um, I just got the flo- lava floaty device on the Robo Ducky and was going through that dungeon. Yeah, you're in the second world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the third world now, and I'm getting to where a bunch of the characters are kind of like meeting up and uh, working together. Mm-hmm. Like, so I can't remember. Did you talk? You talked about how the game was set up last week, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's more story driven than uh, Legend of Legacy was, and how much I'm enjoying the story a lot more because of it. Because um, Legend of Legacy didn't really have it had passive storytelling. Yeah. Like, it, this is a game, like, I was thinking about it last night, and it's one of those games, like, if you were to describe, or, or si- since I joined RP Gamer now, whenever I play a game, I kind of think about, like, even when I'm not reviewing a game, I think about, like, how would I review this game if I were doing it? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that, and, like, this is one of those games where all of the individual categories wouldn't be, except maybe for Battle System, all the other individual categories, the graphics and the story and all that stuff, it'd probably be like a three out of five game, but everything really works well together. Like I really like, even though the characters aren't really deep and in depth, they're, they work well together. And um, like, I don't don't know, the battle system is really starting to click with me. I've never played a saga game before, but despite the randomness of it, it it still feels a lot of fun. It does give you a reason to actually go and do random encounters because you can, because you're always looking for, random drops of new abilities yeah the the randomness kind of plays in your favor because it seems like you're always getting a reward for fighting like sometimes your hit points will go up sometimes your skill level for the skill you use goes up sometimes you'll actually learn something new and that's kind of why i've always liked saga games because i feel like every single battle no matter what i do is rewarding in some way yeah, they do a really good job of however they got that random <laughs> however the RNG works, it's it's set up very well so that you're constantly getting kind of a drip feed of new new things. And, and plus and, it helps that 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 they've got the uh that you can turn up the speed of the battles to two times or four times speed so you can blast through the the easier battles. Yeah, th- that's really nice and being able to do auto battle to just kind of clear through um mooks. Mm-hmm. It's great. And this saga game is a lot easier because a lot of the early saga games had weapon durability that you had to manage to and just even more randomness that wasn't a whole lot of fun, particularly when it came to like randomly learning spells and stuff on magic users. Yeah. But that those were like the earliest saga games, like the Final Fantasy Legend ones. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. it. It's really hard to sell Saga games to people just because of their notoriety. But it's but not it's a Saga sound... game. It's the Alliance Alive. Why do you keep saying that? Because it 
It's Saga. It's okay. more or less the same. <laughs> it's Saga. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of the people who made Saga games now making this. All right, thank for you for you. catching me up. All right. Mm-hmm. Hence, it's called a Saga game, if not in name. All right. But, uh, I mean, the other thing I'd say about it is just, like, the pacing is really good. Like, it does not get drugged down. Like, you're constantly moving along in the story and doing new things. I think that really works in its favor as well. Yeah, when it switched to the other uh, three characters, I was really surprised that it kind of switched like that. I, I thought I was going to be playing with um, the blind girl and the other guy throughout most of the game. So when it switched, it was like, oh. Okay, this is kind of like Dragon Quest Four, or um, not Bravely Default. What was the one before that? Uh, Final Fantasy Four Heroes of Light. Yeah, Hat Party. We... Yeah, Hat Party. Mm-hmm. Hat Party yeah, has multiple changes. parties. I'm confused. Are you saying Hat Party had multiple parties or no? Um, Hat Party switched switched your main character around oh, did it? quite okay. a bit. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I was really enjoying the banter with the demon girl and her. Says, I'm, I'm blanking on all the names, but the demon girl and her butler and the engineer girl. Oh, yeah, they're really good. <laughs> I'm watching a video right now with Rachel and Jean, and I don't know if they're either of the people you're talking about. But No? No? no yeah, I, no, haven't I gotten... can't remember. Yeah, I haven't gotten to them yet. Okay. I don't think. So I'm ahead of you. Oh, this Rachel and Jean are the third party I think you work okay. with. Right. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the, these two yet. Um, I'm still on the two demons and the engineer. And y- you'll like this, Chris. The engineer fights in a giant robo-duck. <laughs> What's the re- engineer? I need to see this engineer. I'm... T- Tiggy. Her name's Tiggy. Tiggy. All right, let's go back a couple. and I want to see this robo-duck. Oh, I think I see... Swan song diver mode, yeah, yeah, all right. And the the gigantic robo duck is ridiculously over OP, and some of the accessories you get uh, change out her loadout so she can go into like speed mode or I can't remember all of the modes that she can go to, but you can change up her battle tactics depending on which accessories you get, and you just find these accessories all over the world. And I really enjoyed that dungeon in the junkyard where you was pushing around blocks and stuff, which I know sounds stupid that I enjoyed block puzzles, but that dungeon was really creative. And if you got tired of the block puzzles, you can just pay a guy to get past them for you. Yeah, that was really well done. Wait, what? I like that. <laughs> you just opt out? Like, nah. Yeah, yeah you can. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, at each, at each stage, there'll oh, just be a guy there. The rubber ducky has a life preserver around its neck. <laughs> Yeah, you have to find the uh, pieces to make that life preserver. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> well, but it doesn't show up in battle. That's too bad. The battle model's different. I mean, I'm gonna. I need to play this game more. I kind of got distracted this week, and I didn't really get around right. to playing it Hold as on, much as I have as to I make a request liked. to the other room. Anna, play the Alliance alive. There's a rubber ducky engineer lady. Right, she didn't respond. <laughs> She's probably trying to yeah. drown me out. But yeah, I, I need to play through this a lot more because I have a feeling it's going to be my hidden gem of 2018. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. It looks it, like you're it, fighting it, with it, humanoid Eevees as well. 
This is weird. Yeah, those are demons. Oh, they're demons. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's demons, beast folk, and humans. And uh, humans are kind of on the bottom of that. No kidding. Of that pyramid. Yeah. That's why you need a giant mechanized rubber ducky. Exactly. <laughs> but the girl demon in that party is very fascinated by engineering and stuff, and she's a good demon. And her um, butler, the guy with the red hair, um, is kind of begrudgingly along with her, even though he thinks less of humans. Mm-hmm. He spends the whole time trying to keep her out of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their, their dynamic is just so cute and clever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Like no, nothing is like I, 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 you know, nothing here is Shakespeare, but all that stuff just works really well. <laughs> oh, well, we we can't compare to stuff to Shakespeare on this show anymore. I did that with Ready uh, uh, Player One last week, and Anna gave me an earful. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, this is so funny. Does that does that duck have sunglasses? No, that's just. Oh, it just karate chopped a boulder. I love this stuff yeah. even more. <laughs> yeah. Also, another another thing I appreciate about this game very much is that it has a quick save option. So if you get into a fight that you uh, was too much, well, I mean, if you think you're about to get into a fight that's too much for you, you can do a soft reboot and just load your last save. Yeah, excellent and. and- and as I'm getting further into the third world, you can even kind of tell, like, you can see enemies on the when you're wandering around the world map, and then it still transitions to a battle screen. But mm-hmm. you can tell when you're going to face, like, really tough enemies because they'll just be gigantic on the battle sc- on the uh, world map. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of tell when one of those really nasty battles is about to happen. Yeah. Um, pro tip, always save. If you're going to come up to like a lake or something, always save because there's water demons and those are hard. Ah, yeah, the water okay. demons are nasty. Then they're usually by treasure chests. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the other thing, like over, you know, when you're tra- traversing the world, like I haven't got to the, I assume there's one in the third world, but I love that they add in like little... Um, God, what is it in the first world where you get the wings and then you can glide to new oh, areas? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get a glider that lets you do kind of traverse this one mountain puzzle. And there was like little secrets around the mountain puzzle. Like, did you find that cave that had you had to give an uh, antidote to the golem yep. creature? Yeah, yep, I yep. did. Which I think is going to tie into the recruitment thing later. Yeah, it has some sweeping elements later on. Yeah. Which like, this was... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, t- in that museum where you fight those two guards when you try to take all the stuff. Apparently, you can recruit those guys later. Huh? Because I was looking up how to beat them, and I saw that you, if you don't kill them, then you can recruit them. So I'm gonna be really curious to see what the recruitment aspect of the game is like, like when it gets to it. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. I, I assume I'm getting close to that because the whole game's only like 25, 30 hours long and I'm like 10 or 12 into it. So. Oh, I, I didn't know the game was that short. I think so. That's what I saw. Well, who knows? But that that's what I saw a couple of people who had finished it said. Okay. But I'm glad somebody else is playing it and enjoying it. I know that Saga games are a tough sell because just of how obtuse they are, but this one sounds like it really took out a lot of the obtuseness. Mm-hmm. I, I've just been really enjoying it. 
Because it's not actually a saga game, Kelly. <laughs> I This is a hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> it's not made. <laughs> All right, fine. They don't have to be burdened with that since it's not called Saga. Oh, the duck shoots weapons out of its wings. It's okay. got guns in its wings. Guns. All right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Isn't there... A, uh, the only thing I remember from Gaijin playing it is that there's a penguin at some point that does, like, has crazy attacks, and I haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah, the ping. Yeah, I think there is a penguin, and I haven't gotten to it either. But the it's the penguin that uh, comes with the collector's edition. Yeah, you get a penguin keychain. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so Kelly, you and I have been playing another game where there are enemies on the map that you can tell are bad, and you need to. Uh, avoid. wow. Uh, no, Nina wow? Twenty Two. Oh, I was making a stupid joke there. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I I haven't gotten really far in Nino Kuni two either. What? I think I I was busy this week. I had uh back. I had spent two days writing notes for backtrack. All right, so our <laughs> clock in Nino Kuni two is over like thirty hours now. Um, uh -huh. But that doesn't mean we've progressed that far in the story. Okay, yeah, I just got to chapter five. We've been yeah, I think we're in chapter five or six. We're in five or six. And um, we're uh, we're just doing kingdom building, just all yeah, the that's time. What, that's what I've been. That's what's kept me distracted too. Is like every time there's a story beat, I go back to Golden Pond, see if there's more people to recruit, and then I go back to the Sky Pirate base. Oh, the Sky yeah. Pirate, yeah, yeah. So um, we got another city beyond that, so we're checking that one as well, and doing all the side quests and recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Our next threshold is to get to fifty people, and we've only got forty-two. And we now our coffers fill every half hour, um, so we're we're kind of running yeah. out of things to upgrade. <laughs> I'm still working on 25, trying to get 25 people to upgrade. Oh yeah, getting the first one right yeah. now. But I I am enjoying the just the recruitment aspect of it because it's really fun seeing like okay who am I gonna get next? Make sure you go to the task guy in in Goldpaul sitting by the casino, and do his tasks. And then turn in the tokens because you can recruit a bunch more people that way too. Oh, okay. I did not know that. That'll that'll get you to twenty five real quick. Okay. Th cool. There's like eight or ten people that he's got ready for you if you just turn in those tokens. Okay, so Swift so Solutions you've got, guy. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. So you've gotten to the point to where Evan has decided that he wants to unite the world under one banner. Yeah. Doesn't that sound a little Game of Thronesy to you, particularly uh, Dana Daenerys Targaryen? Or do you even watch Game of Thrones? We we haven't watched since like season three, so uh, we're not at the, any of that. Um, it's it just is like he he wants to unite the world under one banner, and what if people don't want to join you? Are you just gonna just be fine with that? Or are you gonna straight up murder him? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like such a, it seems like such a I, pie I don't in the sky well, I gold. think I think Evan's not going to straight up murder them. <laughs> That's my impression. Daenerys, I don't know. She's a little bit um, more rough with people, you know. Well, I mean, in later seasons, she flat out burns people with dragon fire that don't join. Oh, good, good for her. <laughs> so yeah. That that just kind of amused me at how pie in the sky that goal is, and 
<laughs> like, what are you going to do if people don't join, Evan? Go ask someone else. <laughs> I, I guess so. The, the story isn't very well thought out in this game. <laughs> There's a lot of plot holes. Uh, wait, wait till you get to the water town. There are major plot holes. <laughs> okay. And are are you enjoying the uh, strategy battles as much as I am? I love the strategy battles. I, I like cheesing them, too. especially. <laughs> I do too. Like Bamco, if if you want to get some of my money, make a mobile game out of this. Seriously, I mean the the town building should be a mobile game, but I mean the reason that this town building works is there's nothing like trying to make you buy money with microtransactions. So since it's all just you know there's no. This town building works, in my opinion, because there's no penalty to messing it up. You don't have to spend money to progress. There's no money to spend. It's all just wait and build your town and pay off for, for planning your town smartly. And the, the reason for planning it smartly is you build your town faster. It's it's no... There's no easy mode. You're not maxing out. It's just like you can either do it slow or you can do it fast if you apply yourself more and it just feels satisfying. And I think as a mobile game, there'd be a tendency to put in like free-to-play blockades and timers that are ridiculous and stuff like that, right? But um, mm -hmm. it'd be nice to see someone put out like a city-building mobile game that doesn't have microtransactions and also doesn't have like... Um, if you screw up, you're going to have to start over because you mismanaged your town and now you're fired or something, right? And it's nice to have a city builder that doesn't have that element of, oh, I can screw up and everyone's dead. <sighs> I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> I have, I have no. different thoughts on this. <laughs> uh, I, I see where you're coming from. And yeah, I, I agree. It just... It just I, I feel like this. And the other thing I felt like this one was um, the first... Um, the first Bravely Default had some town building in it, but, you know, it ended way too quickly for me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like stuff like that with the timers. Are, and if I'm smart, I'm getting around the timers or making them less, but I don't have to worry about failing. I don't have to worry about paying money to, to, to get around things and basically buy my way out of playing the game or anything like that. It's just relaxing and oh. fun to check in on it and make it stronger and nobody does that it's, it's all got this bullshit in here to try and milk you out all your money well the, i know that the research read the researching you can pay money in-game currency to make it go faster and i did that for the speeding up on the world map just because i needed that bad yeah but none of those things are really breaking the king kingdom building or anything and it's not <laughs> no like, no yeah, They're not. It, it's all fine. It's it's good, and that's those are the sort of researches that you should do, and that's that's what it's for. That's the whole point of the kingdom building is to make you better at the rest of the game, right? So, mm -hmm. oh, it's good. Um, everyone's complaining the game's really easy, and it is really easy. I got no way around that. I don't mind an easy game that's relaxing to play. Mm -hmm. This game's really you know, easy. You know, if if I want to beat my head against the wall, I'll pull up like Dark Souls or something like that. This, uh, for me, easy games are chillax mode. Fair enough. And I and I have a feeling some of the uh, corrupted monsters are going to get pretty hard. Uh, they do. <laughs> I've had yeah, I'm way under leveled now from where I am in the game, mm -hmm. so that's been happening to me for a while. Um, 
and I'm I'm overpowered as far as the army battles go, and I'm underpowered as far as the regular battles go. Um, I haven't figured out how to f how to solve that honestly, except uh, saving before any sort of boss battle and trying to get more curative items. Except, so all this town building I've been doing, and I still don't have a good way of just like raking in um like normal currency. Because mm -hmm. the town building currency is a totally separate currency. So we got plenty of that. Um, which, But you, the only place you can spend that other than building your town is on the army battles uh, for some buffs beforehand. So I still have yet to find a good way to tr you know, convert doing well in the town building to having money to spend on restorative potions and phoenix downs or, sorry, angels tears, I guess they're called. Which is what I need a lot of because I'm underleveled. <laughs> Couldn't you sell off a bunch of the stuff that you get from the town building gathering and yeah, make money? Yeah, I or could is that do not that. No, I could do that. Um, the thing is, Anna's been feeding them to my Higgledies. Okay. And so my Higgledies are really powerful. And so they're how I get through boss battles now. I just run around activating Higgledies and hiding. <laughs> Dodging. Yeah, that's how I cheese some of those really early corrupted monster fights was... Higgledy abuse. So the the battle system in Nino Kuni two, um, it's having played Monster Hunter just before this. It's like, oh yeah, I see what you're going for. Except you're nowhere near as as in depth as Monster Hunter is. And um, yeah, I, lol, I can I can easily dodge and predict your enemy patterns because like I've been reading Monster Hunter bo monsters and stuff. Except that there's some things that they do in this game. There's some boss attacks that really do seem undodgeable or un, unavoidable if you're trying to actually melee the boss. Mm -hmm. And so there's like two ways to kind of play the game and that's um, you can do range attacks and magic skills, um, but only when your MP is charged. Um, and then you run out of MP and you're supposed to recharge it by bashing the monster with your sword. But with a lot of the bosses, if you're in close, uh, even if you're reacting properly and trying to dodge, like the, the animation cycles of the boss are such that you can't really escape a lot of their patterns because um, they'll just do this giant whirlwind attack and yeah you dodge the first one but he keeps doing it and when you get up and before you have a chance to enter the cycle for the next dodge he just keeps hitting you and it's like well that's that just feels cheap like why do I have a dodge if I can't actually dodge your attack um, well you're supposed to stay ranged well I can't stay ranged indefinitely because then I'm run out of MP well then what are you supposed to do just kind of there's one like thing that you can do where you charge up a ranged attack um, and I can do that, but that makes battles feel really slow mm -hmm. <laughs> and they take forever. So, but that's, that's how I'm doing it now is like, I look for the person who has the best ranged attack versus this monster and I use it from far away and I charge it up and, and do as much damage as I can and wait for Higgledies to pop and then just run around and staying out of range so I can dodge real easy. Yeah, I was getting frustrated with that too because I was doing those um, randomly generated dungeons oh, yeah, for the that dream quest where, yeah. where you have to find nine nine of them, and I finally hit one that I couldn't just cheese, and the monster at the end had this like it would chase you down and then do an AOE attack that I just could not dodge, mm -hmm. so I ended up just. Um, eating bread to kind of buff my defense just to be able to survive the hit and then use a whole bunch of healing potions on everybody and then try to you know pop higgledies and just kind of take pot shots at it of course they can't have any healing potions you can use in a battle too yeah which is 10. also <laughs> which is also mildly frustrating and i honestly don't know how else you heal in the game there there doesn't seem to be a way to heal other than items and higgledy yeah. healing 
So you could equip more higgly healers or level them up more, I guess. But I, I guess so. But it's it looked like that a lot of the higgledies, uh, the, a lot of the higgledies I have are mostly attackers. So I've got a couple healers. Um, but the problem with the higgly healers is you have to stand in their circle to get healed, and then the boss mm-hmm. just comes over and hits you for way more than you've healed up. <laughs> so what's the point? <laughs> that 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 reminds me of playing the first Nino Cooney. Yeah, and happening a bunch. Well, I mean, in the first Nino Cooney, you could heal yourself. Like you actually had I, magic spells to heal. Yeah, I'm remembering the beginning of the game where you didn't have anyone else in your party. Oh yeah, that, running away from the boss. And... Yep, yep, totally true in the beginning, and then later on, it's just like it becomes a stomp fest because you have too many options and you get more and start. Um, you can still die in that first win. I, I certainly did it a lot, but um, uh, especially if you played on normal, then it's a little bit more frustrating in the first game. This game has no difficulty slider, um, except for nope. the, the uh, what's it called? The, the tactic tuner. Yeah. I guess you could to put a bunch of points into that to reduce the amount of damage you take from the enemy type and to boost the amount of damage you do to that sort of enemy. So if you combine all that before a boss, or you go into the boss, die, hopefully you save beforehand, then you can restart the fight and um, retune your tactics. <laughs> so I guess yeah, that's what I we're need supposed to be doing. <laughs> I need to look into that more because I'd spent most of my points on the sliders for EXP and money. Yeah, that maxes out real quick, though. And so you can mm-hmm. keep moving on past that because now you're done with that. Nino Kuni 2. Uh, what was I going to say about? Oh, right. Um, so I have a PlayStation 4 Pro, and so that enables me to play Nino Kuni 2 in 4K mode. And it is a very pretty looking game. It supports 4K, it supports HDR, but oh my god, when that game is in 4K mode, the frame rate goes through the floor, uh, single digit frame rates at times, and it is disturbing and it causes me to almost get sick or get a headache just watching the game try to motion blur around a slow frame rate and then hitch 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 and then all of a sudden it's back to normal and it's just up and down so i actually spend most of the time with nino kuni 2 set to standard resolution even though i have a 4k tv and a, and a playstation pro so i have a lot of complaints about the frame rate there with that 4k mode um did this come out on xbox or is this a playstation exclusive I think this is a PlayStation exclusive. Okay. So there's no Xbox also One on X PC, version. Also on PC, isn't it? Oh, it's on, yeah, PC. it's on PC. Yeah. So I bet you on PC it's better, because you know, PCs can be better. But I, I guess you'd need an expensive PC for that, which, oh. uh. which is very expensive right now. <laughs> oh yeah, also, the video card situation. Yeah. Yeah. Also, not not to sound trite, but man, I wish this was on Switch. I want yeah. to play it in bed. <laughs> Take it with me. Wow, I just went to Google in my browser and it's got two it's got a section for me called Explore Cats. Cute pictures of cats, show me pictures of kittens. Like Google really knows me now. How often do you Google search cats? I I searched a picture of a cat yesterday for a reason. I forget why, and I think now Google has tagged me as, "Oh, you're one of those cat picture people's here." Oh, I mean, cats are the ultimate house pet. This is true. But, you know, that's my cat bias talking. No, I'm looking at kitten pictures because... Okay. (sighs) (sighs) That's Nino Kuni 2 for you for the week. Um, 
complaining about frame rate here. I've also been playing more World of Warcrafts. Um, so have I. Have you? I think I think there are three of us that have been playing World of Warcraft, and Anna's been playing it too. Um, so I am eight eighty nine. I've been gearing up my character because I've been away for quite a while, and so it was time to uh, to get some get some levels back. Um, but uh, that's not very interesting story wow. to tell, is since, it? <clears throat> since when was I nine twenty six? I don't know. So I, I've, I'm resubscribed to WoW. I've got the WoW Legion app going, so I'm, I'm sending my guys out on missions all the time. And I've been trying to figure out the most efficient way to get item level for my character, which seems to be do a lot of world quests and looking for raid. And then, I don't know. Now I, All of a sudden, I'm not so undergeared that I'm dying on normal quests like I used to be. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also picked up a macro add-on because I, I literally can't play Fural efficiently right now because I'm just very clueless about it currently so um, oh. I got a one button macro icon so now it just tandles it for me and I do lots of damage and I feel good now uh, <laughs> and what's yeah. your what's your main uh feral druid okay yeah for some reason I thought you played a gnome mage I played a gnome warlock in the last expansion okay but just the last expansion it was uh we wanted to do something different for a while so I did yeah so now I don't know what the heck I'm doing as far as, um, no, I guess I know exactly what I'm doing. I need to do a lot of storyline quests and catch up my character as far as story stuff goes. Cause I let little holes in the way here and there. But, uh, what have you been up to Kelly? I spent all of last night unlocking all of the allied races because I, because of a new story later, I went ahead and purchased the, uh, digital upgrade. Oh Yeah. So that I could play the allied races. Mm-hmm. And first off, I just want to say Tyrande Whisperwind is still a jerk. Aww. And I hate, hate her with every fiber of my being. She's not a jerk. She is so mean to the um, high, or the Nightborn Elves. Yeah. So mean. <laughs> well, she and Malfurion are kind of mean to Illidan, too. So Yeah. Yeah, so they're very uh, intolerant the... people. Mm-hmm. Are elves racist assholes? Are Melfurion and Tyranda so. the leaders of the GOP in WoW? <laughs> Is it too soon? Too soon. Okay. No, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I, are you are you saying that Malfurion is Donald Trump? No. Yes. Um, no. Well, this I... this cast has suddenly gone to some very strange places. Yeah. Abort. 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 I'm the best elf. There's nobody above me. Abort. Abort. My antlers are huge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're gonna we're gonna get off that topic. And um, so, what are you what are you actually doing? I'm sorry. Okay. No. No. I got totally distracted. I unlocked the allied races. Um, Some of the quests that you do to unlock the allied races are longer than others. Um, You mean like getting exalted with High Mountain? Well, besides that, um, because I I already got all that stuff done way before. um, I had that stuff done months ago. But um, like the High Mountain Torrent, there's a huge quest where you have to go around pretty much all of High Mountain, finding caves and setting wards and stuff. But um, it was really rewarding, and Bane Bloodhoof kind of has some cute uh, commentary for what you're doing, mm-hmm. particularly at the end. 
Um, I like I've liked a lot of the story beats for uh, unlocking some of the allied races. Uh, the one that you do for like Forge Draenei is really cute and just kind of funny. Um, you're basically helping a Draenei undergo his trial to become Lightforged in that one. And the guy that you're paired with in that is just... His dialogue is hilarious. What does it mean to be Lightforged? You just glow uh, now? Yeah, yeah, everything I, glows. Basically, you just you glow. The, okay. If you, do yeah. the forward, if you do the forward slash flirt, they do actually say that. Everything glows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Didn't somebody have like a, a flirt that's like or the the slash sillies are really weird now what, on the alternate races on one of them? Oh, I don't, can't remember. Um, I know that uh, High Mountain Torrent, at least one of them says that uh, you have a nice rack. Oh, uh huh. As... I think I think it's one of the I think it's either the Void Elf or the Nightborn says something about there being too many elves. Uh True. Yeah, there are too many elves. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of surprised at the races they added that or why it was just. Hmm, how do I phrase this? I feel like they should have had more of these alternate races. I feel like well, they, are, bit, they are planning narrow. on releasing more of them. Okay, and, and it feels very. Well, how many? So I guess there's two alliance and two horde. Yeah, and then they're also gonna add Megar orcs and Colterist humans. And Zandalari trolls and dark iron dwarves. Okay, what about goblins and pandas and stuff? No. Um, take this rumor with a grain of salt, but they are heavily implying that there's going to be the Volpera foxes. Volpera foxes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what those are, or where you find them. Look, look them up. They're they're little fox people, and they're adorable, and they use the goblin model. Oh yeah. And okay. um. The reason why people think that they're going to be added is because their uh, models are made with, like, the player engine as opposed to the NPC engine. And people have data mined a lot of stuff that heavily implies it, but they haven't said anything All right, so yet. what about alternate organs? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about that. I don't know how that would work. Worgens with a different accent. Like I don't. I mean, what would it be? I was going to say. So my my primary complaint was, uh, I think at the time, what was um, the difference between the alliance and the horde allied races that they'd released were for the horde races, you had to get exalted with two factions that had been around since Legion released. Whereas for the two Alliance ones, you had to get exalted with two factions that they'd added in the last patch. Okay. Um, so, because I'd already gotten, like, really close to exalted on both High Mountain and um, uh, Nightborn before I stopped playing for a while. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then by the time they made the announcement for the allied races patch seven point whatever had been out for a while and i had done none of it but i was way more interested in the alliance uh races than the horde ones mm -hmm. so i had to do the entirety of the argus story and then the world quests and then finally i actually finished the unlock quests for both void elf and light one uh light Draenei. And then I remembered that ever since patch 7.3.5, the leveling sucks. Now, hold on. 
The leveling of what sucks? As in leveling alt characters. Wait, I thought it was supposed to be like way better now. And it's no, like it's scaling, not. you it... can choose wherever to go, and like dungeons are worth a ton of experience and stuff. Yeah, they're worth a ton of experience once. Once. Oh. So just yeah. do it once. So just move to the next dungeon. What's wrong with that? You run out of dungeons very quickly. Well, then My, uh... what about the reg rest of the leveling, like a normal questing and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's now like takes half, uh, like, sorry, takes twice as long. Because it's yeah, scaled they down. Nerfed, oh no. They nerfed the experience that heirlooms give you. Sure. And they, because it's all kind of leveled out, don't they? Way no, no. The, 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 the heirloom EXP is the same. They nerfed the stats on the heirlooms. Okay, um, I I thought that they nerfed the airway. So it takes longer to do yeah. the killing. But they, they, it's, uh, yeah, so, and also, while well, they kept the EXP on the heirloom, the EXP bonus on the heirloom is the same. The, they kind of did stuff to the EXP curve so that as a result of the scaling and stuff like that, it seems to actually take longer on a per-level basis. Yeah, my husband noticed that too. I haven't done done any real serious alt leveling in a while, so I haven't noticed. But, um, yeah, I don't think you're the only person that's noticed. So this. I, I, I'm I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here with Alice, but uh, I did see a lot of complaints and a lot of praises for the new system. So it's like it seems split, but I don't know the percentages that it's split. It seems like some well, people I mean, like the I new system mind, and some people I don't mind, despise it. <laughs> I don't mind the I don't mind the, the um like the scaling stuff so you don't out level areas. It does kind of defeat the point about like being higher level means you can just go through certain areas without problems because now everything is level is either your level or the max level for that area. So mm -hmm. if you go to like old zones now, if you go to like Duskwood or something on your max level character and everything's now level 60, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that, that weird, threw yeah. me for a loop last night too because I was running around in Ghostlands and I'm like, why are all these mobs level 59? Am I phased? Oh, right, scaling but, now. So that should mean you get lots of XP for killing them, but it sounds like... No, not really. Yeah. It, that was the I, promise. Just, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, cool. They've done the, they did the changes to um, the scaling stuff, but they didn't have to make the adjustments to EXP. And I, I you know, I've created both a Lightforce Draenei, I've created a Void Elf, and I just can't be asked to level either of them. Um, Tinfoil hat time. Do you think that they did this to push people to want to spend the 60 bucks for boosting? Well, I mean, I can kind of see why people said that, but they uh, wouldn't have stuck context a reward for people, in. For... You can, you can, um, with the expansion, you get, actually, I don't know how it works with the new expansion, but usually with the expansion, you get a free boosted character, so you can jump up to reasonably current content and play with your friends, or you can also buy extra boosts for characters. All right, go ahead. What do you think, Alice? Yeah, so um, they wouldn't have put a reward in for getting to the current maximum level um, without using a boost. Of which they yeah, did. but yeah. that's a reward once. Yeah, for, true. for new races, and you're gonna get that reward like what four times or however many times you're gonna up to up a allied race. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure if I want that. I just at the moment I can't be asked. I really can't. 
right now I'm just kind of overwhelmed because I don't even know who I want to level because not only do I have these shiny new races, I've got a Pandaren Rogue and a Tarn Monk that I want to level too. And I don't know if I want to boost one of these guys or not. So, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like you should boost him. <laughs> Yeah, I might boost the monk character just so that I can have a high-level uh, monk on the horde side. Hmm. So what have you been doing in there, Alice? Just getting frustrated and logging out? or? Well, I was mostly just finishing the, um, the allied races stuff and then getting to the point where I create a new one, create a new one. I'm just like, mm, no, I'll come back when they fix this. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably a good strategy. <laughs> be more efficient of your time. Hey, maybe there'll be a, uh, maybe there'll be a, um, uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, I a, um, <laughs> a pre pre expansion event where you can suddenly like really level up all of your alts. So like there are invasions in the game now, right? Not in the not in the um, like the world app uh, outside of the Broken Isles. Okay. Broken Isles, yes. Everywhere else, no. It's not like last time where there were invasions like out in the world and stuff. I'm sure there's gonna be a pre. -patch. Oh yeah, there almost certainly will. It's whether or not it actually, you know. Um, I'll just do like the leveling up stuff. Mm. Right. I really wish they would because that was kind of nice, kind of a last ditch catch up. I got so many characters to 100 doing that. Yeah, Vaughn's complaining about the leveling as well. Jeez, everyone's just. Oh, yeah. yeah no one's happy about leveling. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it, I just don't like it. I... It also depends on what spec you're playing, too, because he was trying to level an elemental shaman and was just struggling. And he switched to enhancement and was able to actually kill stuff quickly. Hmm. So I think they screwed with a lot of the specs, too. All right. Well, you've been playing anything else, Alice? Uh... Out of my list, what do you want to know about? I don't know. I thought there I was only two, two games. On the... Let me tap no, out of WoW. <laughs> okay, I want to know about Surviving Mars. I... Yes, tell me more about Surviving so, Mars. So Surviving Mars is published by uh, Paradox. It's developed by... I'm trying to remember who... If they're like a known developer or... All right, so Paradox. Uh, does that mean it's a 4X game or a grand strategy game? No, it's uh, more close. It's the closest game that I would associate it to is something like Besieged. If you ever play that, was it Besieged? Oh yeah, I've played Besieged. You know, that's the, really freaking hard. That's a tower yeah, building the... game that you can die really easy in, and so it frustrated me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's from the developers of um, Trop the Tropico series. Oh okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, Her Harry Mont games something like that yeah it basically it reminds me of um it it reminds me of besieged it's besieged in space okay or besieged on mars but with like biodomes and stuff yeah so you know you get a rocket it lands like a small party of like ai drones 
and then you have to set up infrastructure and then you build domes and then you can start receiving people to your colony and stuff like that and you need to try and keep them alive and so on fair enough and so how does that how does that uh, go it, it's kind of quite diff it's quite easy for it to sort of spiral out of control almost mm. uh but once you kind of get established uh and you get production facilities that so you don't have to ship in valuable uh like maintenance materials from earth uh it does get a lot easier but before then it can be a little testy because the 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 dust on mars and the weather means that um, your oxygen generators, your solar power plants, or wherever do take, you know, they, they require frequent maintenance, otherwise they break. And that means when they break, they stop generating power, you lose your water, you lose your oxygen, you lose your fuel. It, you know, it can kind of like spiral out a little bit like how Besieged was kind of fairly straightforward. But the second you get like, a, I don't know, like a crop failure or something like that, and people just start dying en masse, it can be a little tricky. So surviving so, um, Mars is difficult in every sense of that. I think it's, yeah. it's uh, compared to, um, like, I know it's done by a different uh, different developer, but if you compare it to, like, City Skylines, which is more of a, like, a, you know, the standard sort of city-building sandbox, that mm -hmm. that would be my comparison, is city, city Skylines is City Skylines, whereas surviving Mars is, like, besieged. Okay, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> so, are you enjoying it? I'm seeing a lot of bad reviews on it. So, yeah, no, I am enjoying it. Okay. Um, but I think I kind of, I think I kind of expected. Um, you know, I got what I expected. Also, I didn't pay for it. It was a present. Ah, okay. So, um, it was one of one of my. Uh, in order to incentivize me to help lose weight, uh, David's been buying me presents when I meet weight goals. Ooh. That sounds really good or really unhealthy, depending on how it's used. <laughs> uh, no, it's losing weight. Don't worry. Right. My weight's going down. <laughs> well, but, or going the, if you go down too much. It's, like, it's not going down skinnier. too much. I'm I must still, go skinnier. I'm still above my... Uh, right. Above my, well, what healthy BMI is for someone who's my height. Oh, that's right. You're really tall. Yeah, I'm six foot two, remember? Jeez. So tall. And oh. so the, the other thing it is, is I did actually finish Final Fantasy 15. I rolled credits on it. More? How does that work? How does how does that work? How did that work? How does that work? <laughs> get to the get to the end of chapter fifteen? How did that go? Boss. How did that go? I don't um, know what I'm asking anyway. So I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but I actually really liked it. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of fifty-fifty. I've heard people love the game, and I've heard people just can't stand it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it was. Hmm, how do I put this? I think it was a a Final Fantasy game with a what could be described as a modern in quotes setting, but it was done like very well, and it was something that I've kind of wanted for a long time. Um, in a similar way that it kind of reminds me a little bit of the game, some of the games that had 
uh, sort of very strong fantasy elements, but still took place in a very modern but not futuristic setting. So talking about the difference between, say, Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, no, I I really liked it. I I liked the characters. I liked the story beats. Yes, I appreciate it gets very linear after chapter nine. But but you played it on PC, right? Yeah, I did. Not the mobile version. No, not the mobile version. I played. I downloaded the 4K texture pack, which in a couple of instances did cause my graphics driver to throw a wobbly. <laughs> Um, wobbly. That's, that's and, I've never heard that term. Yeah, and I had to go back to uh, go back to my last save, but whatever, it was fine. It was very pretty. Are you uh, ready the for there to be like four more? Okay, did you play any of the add-on episodes, like the episode I play, Ignis, I played, Gladiolus and stuff? I, I played and finished Ignis because, as we all know, Ignis is best girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Best girl, so, not best guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I really like. No, no. I'm t- I'm saying it's, it's okay, Kelly, because it's best girl, not best guy. Gladiolus <laughs> can still be best guy. Yeah, Gladiolus is best guy. Ignis okay. Best girl. Um, and no, I, I so I finished um episode Ignis because I know that it had a uh it has a different um with that second verse thing it has a it presents like a separate ending to the main story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wanted to see that. Um, I've not done the other two, but um, I know you can, in the Royal Edition, I don't know if you could do it in the regular one, uh, you can switch to any of the other three characters, like in the middle of battle, and it it gives you their unique mechanics from their various episodes. Oh, cool. I didn't know that you could do that. or I didn't yeah. know that that's how that played. Yeah, so there's, an unlo- there's a new unlockable... Um, there's an unlockable... Uh, thing on uh, 15's level uh, advancement grid thing for each character. So if you select them, you can then switch to them in combat, and yeah, they get their whatever whatever abilities they had in the DLC, like uh, Ignis's elemental blade switch mechanic, are all like ported across. Does he have a discover so, new recipe skill? He does actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. If if you, um, I think you have to, in order to unlock it, I think you have to finish episode Ignis. Okay. But he then gets it in the main game as well. It does cost three bars, but it's called Quick Recipe. And if you, if you use it, if you use it in battle, he quick, very quickly cooks and eats one of his own meals, and it gives him either random buffs or random debuffs. Does he say it? Uh, I actually can't remember. Oh, he needs to say it every time. I know, I know. With a snap. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just like the fact that if when you're playing as Ignis, you get a button to adjust your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like one of the best features ever, is the button that allows you to adjust Ignis's glasses. You've got me wanting to play this again, and I've got so much other crap I need to play. And, and um, okay, did you know, I'm going to spoil a news story, there's like four more episodes coming next year, yeah. Alice. Are you yeah, excited I, for that? I, I'm, I, I, I must admit, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with this. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's going to have an alternate ending or something, or I don't know. Well, I mean, Ignis kind of already did. All right. Um, in the, It kind of presents like um, by uh, taking a, by having that choice 
thing where if you pick the first option, which you can only do on your first playthrough anyway, it kind of the the rest of it plays out as the game, or sort of implies that everything plays out the way fifteen ends normally. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, if you go back to that choice using an option in the menu, um, it uh, kind of like subtly changes things so that a certain other NPC character survives. Um, and the events of Prompto's episode don't happen. Oh, wow. So, and then, and that seems to kind of like completely change the context of the ending. Okay. So, yeah. It's really good. Also, I did note that in either one of the patches or in the Royal Edition, uh, they removed um, the Adamantois' instant death resistance. Um, oh, okay. So now that You're there is now, yeah, so there is now a percentage chance that you can use the ring of the Lucy or whatever it's called mm-hmm. to instantly kill it. It still misses all the time, but it can work. So you know the, the like the the gigantic mountain sized uh, adamantois that appears mm-hmm. as one of the the level ninety nine hunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you can just kill that with the ring now. That was the one that was supposed to take hours to kill, and people got down. Yeah, no, screw that. Just, just, just basically walk, walk between points to restore all your MP. Cast <laughs> the instant death spell. If it doesn't work, walk to the other point and do it again. It'll okay. take about twenty or thirty tries, but it works eventually. See, I I did that the old-fashioned way, and that was about a two-hour fight, and that was just a damage sponge. Yeah, no, did it in, did it in about five minutes. <laughs> And you get full rewards for it as well, which is kind of hilarious, actually. Uh, I saw a screenshot where somebody's um, Final Fantasy 15 client crashed when it was like at 1% oh, health. Oh, that sucks. That was one of those screenshots that just made me want to cry on that whoever took its person's behalf. Um, uh, the other thing I really like is um, I do really like the car, especially when you remodel it into an airship. See, I kept crashing the airship. Yeah, you have to be very careful with it. <laughs> I tried to do a couple of really risque landings and got instant game over. You basically just have to find an open stretch of road and park it down on that. It's the only way to land it. Otherwise, it, you instantly crash and get a game over. Um, I have to get back to this game. How was yep. how was the off road mode and the car? I must admit, I haven't spent that much time playing around with the the mode the D remodel. Um, I know there's a like a test track you can take it around. Um, <laughs> of course there is. But, but there's um. Uh, oh, that's funny. It is also possible to get a replica of the regalia for the final dungeon, which is already in its off road. And that's kind of where I did use it. And you can run stuff over. It's quite cool. Amazing. It deals a surprisingly amount of damage. See, I didn't know that you could run stuff over with the off-road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can uh, it, well, You can run stuff over in the cra- basically crashing into monsters deals damage to them. It works better with smaller ones, believe me. If you crash into an iron giant, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you end up in play- Ready Player One if you do that, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, um, the music's... I really like the OST. Um, it took me an embarrassingly long, embarrassingly long amount of time to realize it was Yoko Shimomura doing the music. 
Mm. Um, but I really like it. It's got fantastic music. The environments are great. It looks fantastic. And I, I enjoyed it. I like Final Fantasy XV. It definitely shoots way up in my whole li- mental list of... Well, good. You're going to be getting it now until the end of time, apparently. Just, yeah. Not, they're never going to stop making more 15 is the sense I'm getting, so... Uh... All right. Does that oh. mean we are we are ready to do news? Yeah, I and unfortunately, so. I need to head off because dinner. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for ju- Sorry jumping about on and sharing your 15 experience. We do appreciate that. Go mm-hmm. back to being a tall British person. Um, I am going to go back and be a tall British person. Okay. But I'm going to be a tall British person with food with in my food. stomach. With food, right. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. All right, then. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. All right. So with that, we should start the news. Um, News. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of petered out there at the end. <laughs> well, that's what Anna does. Okay. No, you're right. That is what she does. So I guess I can't complain. Um... <laughs> uh, what is our first news story here? We've got a magical high school girl heads to Switch. Uh, you, you skipped something there. What did I skip? Oh, our peak gamer launch date. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess I should mention that, guys. We're launching the new site on April twenty seventh. I think um, I'm still waiting for one final confirmation from our programmer or one of our programmers, um, programmers, builders, site builders. I don't know what the right term is. Um, code monkey. He, code monkey. He's well. He's not writing that much code, but I guess he's writing enough code. Anyway, so I need a final confirmation from him, but I think we're looking good for the twenty seventh for launching the new site. So the day is finally coming, folks. Um, and Yay. even if we don't do it on the twenty seventh, you know that we're at the point where we're picking days. So it is. It should be happening this month. It would go sooner, except I got Midwest Cape Gaming Classic next week, and um, uh, we. Have, uh, Ed isn't available the week after and, and stuff, so I'm sorry I couldn't get it to you sooner. But we're finally giving you a new site, so if you've been waiting for a new RP Gamer for so many new, so many years, it's finally going to happen. Be excited. Please be excited. Um, and that weekend, the site will probably be broken the whole weekend. It'll be great. We'll have the whole the whole launch issues thing going on. It'll be, it'll be something else. <laughs> Well, it's not a site launch without bugs. No, that's that's correct. You know, and I think people need to remember that. We want you to give you the authentic launch experience and that that mean that nothing works right, right? Cuz that's that's what you've come to expect from the video game industry. So we don't want to disappoint you in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, by by 1.3 it'll be perfect. <laughs> yeah, by 1.3. It, what is this? RB I, Gamer 3? 3.0, 2.0. Yeah, okay, some... so 3.3. There you go. 3.3. I... Yeah, yeah. I just want someone to send a bug report that says literally unplayable. Literally unplayable. <laughs> yes, because there's nothing to play. <laughs> literally unplayable. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. All right, over on the Switch, we got some news. Um, Magical Girl. What is this game called? Magical High School Girl. And so it looks like a low-budget RPG that you can play on the Switch and, and bust things up with magic um, in your little roguelike, witch running to around. Boot. Is it a what roguelike? A okay. Yeah, Yeah, of course. 
in yeah. everything now yeah we got a trailer up for that you can check that out um spike chunsoft put out some more details about zanki zero so they got up um they showed off how you get missions in the game which is from like a tv station which is being broadcast from i don't know where given that humanity is mostly gone in this game but whatever and they talk about getting points that you can use at the arcade machine to revive people and and get stronger and stuff so go read that up if you want some more details on zonky zero that's the uh that's the dungeon crawler where you're playing as the clones that die after 13 days or they can die sooner if you do poorly in the dungeons. Um, and also the dungeons are not turn-based. They are real-time, which is interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot of... You'll have to... You know, th your controls will matter. <laughs> uh, Zonky Zero. Uh, I'll be curious how that works on a first-person dungeon crawler. Oh, um, see, like, Grimlock. Grimrock, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. more like 3D roguelike than necessarily. Yeah, that's what I expect. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in motion other than the trailer, which everyone kind of thought it was turn-based. So I'm assuming that really means it's more like a, a, a Grimrock type thing. Yeah. Uh, Arc System Works is doing a concert. <laughs> Wizard Symphony. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not doing a concert. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't sure if you were joking or not i'm not yeah. sure i read this story earlier so i don't know what the hell i was thinking uh it's called wizard symphony it's a follow-up to an old series called wizards Har harmony which is from the late 90s and only in japan um they were on the P playstation and the saturn um this is called wizard symphony and i think all we know is that they're doing it it's they've got just some artwork I don't yeah. know if the old what kind of games the old ones were, except they must be RPGs because we're covering it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to go look at artwork, we give you a link to their site where you can look at some character artwork. And I don't know if you care about Arc System Works games, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Velosk in the chat room is asking, hey, what was that game called with the clones? It was Zanki Zero. Z-A-N-K-I Zero. So, uh, Arc System Works is putting out Wizard Symphony is what we just talked about and the next story is chasm it's finally coming out so this is a side-scrolling roguelike um looks like uh kind of looks like metroidvania sort of thing but it's a roguelike um mm -hmm. a lot of action a lot mm -hmm. of dodging it looks like um a lot of <laughs> scaling down walls while a drill blade is following behind you um, it looks real smooth. Like the the combat looks pretty great, and the animations are cool. So this yep. looks like it could be a classic that a lot of people are into running. So I'm looking forward to seeing this when it comes out. Um, it's called coming out in summer 2018 for PC, Mac, PS4, and Vita. And the PS4 Vita versions are cross by. Yeah, I showed this to my husband this morning, and he's like, "Oh, that's finally coming out." And mm -hmm. yeah, it was kickstarted in 2013. Oh, I didn't realize it had been in development hell for that long. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, that is called Chasm. Then they got a new trailer out, so you can go check it out and see how pretty it looks. We have a looks game. really cool. Game come the, uh, called The Lost Child uh, from Kadokawa Games. This is the follow up game from people who worked on El Shaddai, right? So, mm -hmm. Correct, yeah. So it's coming out June 19th. It has a date now in North America, June 22nd in Europe. So if you've been waiting for that follow-up, they finally got a date for you. We have... It's coming to Vita as well. Yeah. So is that Vita, PS3, 4, and Xbox One, sorry? No, Switch. PS4, Vita, Switch. PS4, Vita, Switch. No Xbox. No Xbox. Weird. Okay. <laughs> Must be a Japanese game. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh... <laughs> They don't care about the Xbox. 
Xbox. All right. So Metal Max Zeno, we've got some details. You were going crazy about this earlier, weren't you, Josh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been... Well, I've been reading about it for years in, like, the Japandemonium column mm -hmm. that uh, Gaijin always does, where he's been playing these games and reviewing them, and they have dinosaurs and tanks and weird mashups of the two, so I've been looking forward to playing... Actually, it's supposed to be coming out in English, though they haven't said when. There's literally but... a tank built around uh, a brontosaurus in this game. So yes. it marches into battle and blows stuff up. That's amazing. <laughs> It's just so bizarre. It looks, it looks great. Cool. It's it's kind of like the Titans work in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> just strap a bunch of machinery on the backs of this thing and have it blow stuff up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, well, what was the story there? I forgot. Um, they, they put up some details about how you customize the tanks. The important thing you need to know is that there's a dinosaurus tank. So, mm -hmm. a dinosaurus. That's a new word. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and there's a new tank appearing in the game if you've been following the series. The Tank 10. It's based off the JSDF's main battle. T I don't know what that means. Um, Japan's it's army. Okay. <laughs> it's coming out in Japan on PS4 and Vita on April 19th. We don't know that it's coming to the West. But uh, if you're an importer... Well, they said... No, they said it's they're planning a Western release, but they haven't given any other details. Okay. Hey, we finally got details on how Square Enix is going to fix Chrono Trigger. And the responses to this on Steam were not pleasant, um, just given that Steam is just so angry about the game to begin with that even saying we're going to fix it is not good enough. Um, but Square Enix has said, hey, we're going to put out patches for uh, Chrono Trigger. The first is going to come in the first half of April, and it will offer the option to switch the, between the graphical style of the original game and the PC version's current, quote, high-resolution, unquote, graphics. So I guess that weird filtering that's happening on the main sprites you can turn off now. Um, and that's fine, but there's no confirmation that that will fix like the tiling issues and other problems or, or the, you know, make the menus not awful, but um, th still they're doing something about it, which is more than I expected them to do. I'll be quite honest. Yeah. With you. I didn't expect them to even acknowledge that there was a problem. Yep. So credit to them. They are doing something, which is all you can ask for them to do really <laughs> at this point. I wish that they would go back and retroactively do this to the six remake oh. too. Yeah, that would be... Well, that doesn't have the scaling on the sprites. That had entirely new sprites, so that would be... Okay. You couldn't just turn off the scaling, right? Yeah. I wasn't sure how that worked in the 6 remake. I just know that the sprites are ugly. Yep, but that's because they made new sprites. Like, the person who did the sprite models for the original games, I think, came back and did them for the, those remakes, 4, 5, 6, or whatever, or 5 and 6. Um, <laughs> Okay, that's baffling. If it was the original guy, then why was it so bad? I don't know. But I remember that being like a thing that they were talking about then. It's like, yeah, we've got the original artist who did the 2D sprites back to do new sprites. And it's like, um, maybe you should have gotten someone else. <laughs> All right, and the limited edition for Chrono Trigger is going to stay on sale till April 30th, if for some reason you want to buy that. Um, there you go. Uh, there's an open world RPG called Winterfall that's been announced. They've got a big long trailer about it, and all I know is in this trailer you can walk around and do anything and beat up things and build. And there's lots know. of waterfalls. There's a lot of waterfalls, including one you can bathe naked in. Apparently, so I did see that in the trailer, and I, okay, <laughs> it's an open world game and it's third person. So there you go. <laughs> it it sure didn't look indie. 
it no. looked pretty good. Well, it looks, it looks, um, I don't know. It looks interesting. I don't Winter know. Winterfall. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and reading the story, I was like, it talked about like some sort of weird, like building mechanic where you can build up a settlement and I don't know. It's weird looking. I don't know, this looks like an indie third-person action game to me, but, you know, they've yeah. done a lot of asset creation, I guess, but the frame rates seem pretty low, so we'll see yeah, how that works. Shrug, shrug, shrug. But uh, what, it's coming out PC in the first quarter of next year, so it's got plenty of time to bake still, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, if you're into Mary Skelter games, they revealed a bunch of the characters for it, so I'm not going to read those off to you right now, but if you want to go see what fairy tales are being you know, tagged for all that. You can you can go see all that and see their character artwork and stuff. Um, again, that's coming out in June in Japan. No announcement for when it's coming here. At least I don't think so yet. Uh, just to confirm. No. Yeah, nothing. All right. I'm sure we'll get it eventually. Um, Saturday Morning RPG is now out on Switch. Or, excuse me, now out. It's now as a date to come out on Switch. April 23rd in North America and Europe. Uh, they're going to have a physical version coming out in May. And, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, if, if you don't know what kind of to- what kind of game Saturday Morning RPG is, this will this will explain it for you. Saturday Morning RPG follows Marty, a boy who receives strange powers from a man known as the Wizard. He must use these powers to fight the many forces of the evil, evil organization Hood. So basically, it's a satire of the '80s and cartoons in a RPG form. So, so Ready Player won the game. Basically, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't. I have not actually read or watched uh, Ready Player One, so I don't know. I, I was just being facetious. Did you watch the movie, every, Kelly? Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You liked it. I you, raved you about liked the, the book, I, too, right? Yeah, yeah right. I raved about both of them last week. That's right. Okay. Uh, Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. Alex isn't here to tell us how good it is, but Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus is now available on GOG.com, and it's coming. it has a 40% off discount on it as well. Uh, it is... Uh, initially released on ps4 and pc in december 2017 this is the non so this is a non-steam release basically for the game so if you have a problem with steam and you want it somewhere else it's on gog where it'll be like no copy protection so i think this is as cheap as it's been so far yeah on pc big old sale um let's see divinity original sin 2 is coming to consoles they did this with the first game too so i we probably shouldn't be surprised but uh bandai namco is going to publish it on consoles uh on ps4 and xbox one to be specific uh it'll be out in august 2018 so we'll see a lot more of it at at e3 i believe uh and the version is going to have a revamped ui online multiplayer for up to four players and split screen two-player local co-op um divinity original sin 2 is a really good game so i'm excited for that and i think it the i think the co-op will be more fun in this one because a lot of those split scenarios that kind of made the first game kind of hard to co-op i don't think you have in this one so um yeah so there you go we have a review of it if you're interested in it otherwise get excited because it's coming consoles Mm -hmm. that's a good game um battle chasers is coming to switch or well we knew that for a while but finally got a date may 15th 2018 it's going to be 40 bucks and uh pascal really liked that game we gave it a good really good score so i'm excited to play this on switch because that's kind of what i've been waiting for for this because i'd like to play it in bed um yeah there you go i'm, I'm curious about it i've got it pre-ordered Looks really fun yep i'll pick that up digitally so i don't need to pre-order yeah my switch is like all digital i need to buy more memory cards soon probably 
All right. Um, Publisher 1C has made some announcements at PAX East, which is going on right now, by the way. PAX East, going on. First off, they announced uh, Tactile Art. Well, they were going to publish 6i Studios' kickstarted game RPG, Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark. This is a very indie-looking tactile RPG, um, so we got a trailer up of it if you'd like to see. Um, it looks kind of RPG Maker-y or something like that. I don't know. The The characters are very tall, so RPG Maker characters, I guess, can't be that tall. But um, Anyway, if you care more about uh, gameplay than look, because um, <laughs> looks kind of turning me off, <laughs> I shouldn't say such things. It's a terrible <laughs> thing for me to say. How about you look at the trailer and judge for yourself? It's a tactical, ga- tactical game, and people like tactical games, and they want more, so... Um, if that's what you're looking for, this might be the game for you. Get excited for that. That's coming out in quarter two, 2019. So it's going to be waiting for a while still. Uh, it'll be PSC, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Then the second game I was interested in. This looks like, you know, this was giving me, um, you know, that Kurt Schilling studio. What was that? Uh, oh. oh, I'm blanking on it. Started with an A, right? Avalon, A- Avamar. I oh, know Avamar's a backup product. Um, Kingdoms of Amalur. Amalur, yes. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Yes, that third-party action RPG that's kind of like Scar- Skyrim and Fable, but not really. Um, th- this looks like kind of that genre of third-party action RPG. Um, it's called Eternity Last Unicorn, where you're an elf lady who needs to go save the last unicorn because if the unicorns die, like the whole elf race is going to die and three of them are gone and the last one's been cursed, so you need to heal it. Um, and you can play as a girl or a guy and I don't know. it. I like, I like the setting. Um, actually looking at it in motion some, I'm kind of worried about it because it looks a bit rough. Um, you know, it's got that indie action, third-party action RPG where they need to make a lot of assets, but also that means they don't have enough people to make all the assets look pretty. And yeah, so we'll see how that works. Um, and also, I'm really bitter because they talk about Eternity Last Unicorn. There were no unicorns in this trailer. What are they well, talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, you have to go save the last the, the, one. The, 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 you save it from a curse. I read up on the story on this because I'm like, where's the damn unicorn? And they're like, the cur- unicorn's been cursed by witchcraft. You need to save it. So, like, it's it's not even like you need to go rescue it from the tower. It's like you need to, to heal it. So where's the damn unicorn? Show me the unicorn. It's horns broken. Show me that it's broken horn. And they say that it's horns broken. Anyway. Whatever. Um, they do show a big tree dude who's, like, half tree, half, I don't know, centaur thing. They've got minotaurs and they have what else they got oh right the the reason i'm bringing this up is like they they've doing a lot of mythological creatures because there's like a giant wolf at some point who i bet is named fenrir that you need to fight and it's like all chained up and it's making me have dark souls vibes so you know because sif anyway um yeah so that's eternity the last unicorn that'll be out sometime quarter three this year pc ps4 xbox one and then the third game is not an RPG. It's a 2D be- arena brawler, but they announced it in the same press release, so I guess we just threw it in here. Called Gift of Parthax. And you have a mage and you go around battling things. That'll be PC, Xbox One, and Quarter 3 of this year as well. Um, all right. Next story is World of Warcraft Battle of Azeroth has got a date. Kelly, when's Yay. it coming out? Um, August 14th, I believe. August 14th, 2018, and they announced there's a collector's edition 
like a physical collector's edition for a hundred dollars or a hundred euros or 90 pounds and you're gonna get in this collector's edition the game obviously um you get uh the digital deluxe edition content which is like some like a skin for overwatch and some some player icons for starcraft and a mount for heroes of the storm and stuff like that uh you get a digital soundtrack download key that's right the physical edition no longer comes with an actual CD of the soundtrack. <laughs> They're just cutting costs, apparently. You get a digital soundtrack download key. <laughs> you uh, don't get the behind-the-scenes Blu-ray either. No behind-the-scenes Blu-ray this time. I guess they figured people aren't reading those anyway. But here's what you do get. You get two things that they haven't been putting in in these things. Usually, the, so the tr- the collector editions for a while have been have been the following. You get like a mouse pad, a CD, the behind the scenes Blu-ray, and an art book. And most of that stuff you'd either never open or never look at after the second after the first time of looking at it. And then this time you've got the the CD is a digital code, and instead of like that other stuff, you've got a double sided Mark of Allegiance, um, which is a a one pound item. I, I, have you seen this thing like it's like it's a pound it's and it flips over on one side it's like horde and one side it's alliance and have you seen pictures of it though i i need to i'm trying to get one up on the stream um hang I on did. i sent i sent one to my husband the other day it, it is i thought that it was just gonna be like a dumb little coin like no, the coin huge. that came yeah so, and as soon as i saw how big that thing was, was like okay that kind of makes it a little bit more worthwhile yeah here's this it, it is a giant coin and one side it's so it's a mark of a mark is like another go back history coins called marks it's a thing so on one side it's the it's the the alliance lion and the other side it's the horde shield symbol and so it, it's it's big it weighs almost a pound um you can use it to to flip coins and damage your desk i guess i don't know um, whatever you do with giant coin collector things, um, and one, then one hell one hell of a pog slammer. Yeah, that's right. You win at pogs with it. Um, <laughs> so they've got a fifteen minute YouTube or fifteen second, excuse me, fifteen minute, fifteen second YouTube clip showing it off in all its glory. Uh, it's not loading for me on the stream right now, but um, in addition to that, you get a book. A double-sided storybook. So it's got two novellas, one written by Christy Golden and the other one written by Robert Brooks, showing different uh, an alliance point of view and a horde point of view. So they're really leaning into this alliance versus horde thing in this expansion. Um, so yeah, that's what you get this time. It's like actually, in my opinion, this is an improvement of of collector stuff. Oh my gosh, I've got a photo here comparing the horde, uh, this mark versus a banana. It's the size of a banana. <laughs> And they've got a quarter on there for scale as well. This thing's huge, people. <laughs> it's not a pog slammer. That's a pog ender. <laughs> like <laughs> The game is over when that thing comes out. <laughs> wow. And you get a little turtle pet. And wow. This, that's the last digital item I forgot. So, um, Kelly, you going for the physical version this time? Yeah, I went ahead and pre-ordered it right right they did the thing that you care about so this time they announced if you get the collector's edition and you already bought the standard or digital edition of the of battle of azeroth and you then go get this collector's edition and redeem it you're going to get a credit for the price of that digital edition you already bought applied to your blizzard balance and what's that useful for 
subscription. You can keep paying mm. for your subscription with it, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That's, or that's buy other pushed... digital goods on their store, I guess. But there you go. That, that's what pushed me over the edge to go ahead and at least do the digital pre-order so that I could work on some of the um, allied races for a little while. But, yeah, I'm glad that they finally decided to do that. Yeah, it's always been frustrating I... lately because they give you these bonuses by pre-ordering the digital edition way ahead of time. And then, like, they put out this nice collector's edition you might want. Well, I want to wait for that, and I want to buy the game twice. Well, now they actually respect you on this one. And they've done it in the past, and then they've not done it, and this time they're doing it again. So I remember they did it with Diablo 3, mm-hmm. where they did, did an annual pass, or they did, like, something where if you sub for a year of WoW and just kept it going, then you would get Diablo 3 for free and you also got a special mount so i did that and then if you bought the collector's edition they uh, just gave you like a whole bunch of months of uh sub time when you put it when you put the key into your account for the difference for diablo 3 and then subsequent wow releases you know they would do these digital these digital pre-orders but then they would just put the key back on your account to give to somebody well everybody i know plays well and upgrades so yeah like yeah, <laughs> so you had no one to give it to <laughs> yeah so having an extra key was just completely useless <laughs> yep so it looks like um if you want to get into wow you just have to buy this expansion right they've made it so that you always get the previous expansion and so they make expansions free after a while. So. I think they have a deal going now that if you buy WoW, you can get Legion for free, and then eventually they they will just roll Legion into the base game. And like everything before Legion is already part of the base game, right? Yeah, it's free. Yeah. I guess I don't know how it works anymore. Yeah, they, they always like right before the new expansion comes out, they always roll the last expansion into the base game. Always, so. as in the last two times, not not always, always. Yeah, I'm being. And it, it's being been like that for a while. And I can't see a way to actually order this collector's edition yet. Is there a way? Um, it should have been on Amazon. Well, uh, if it is, it's and... sold out already. <laughs> so I have to wait for more comp- more to come in stock. Um. Yeah, let me check GameStop because I, I went and went actually physically to oh GameStop site is down. Lovely. Yeah, I actually GameStop. physically what we went to, to a GameStop. You to pre-order it because I don't want to have to wait for the mail ban all day. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, here it is on... Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, on Best Buy, they've got it. So, no thanks. Go to cart. Log I mean, in, I'm, me I'm sad... Off. I'm going to get 20% off this thing. Yeah! I'm sad that they did take out a lot of the goodies like the mouse pad and the art book and stuff, but I'm glad that they kind of made up for it with having two novellas. And, you know, people were pissed initially that the novellas were going to be released for free. But um, you also, I think the novellas, the physical version is going to have artwork, like special artwork that you can't see anywhere else. Oh, they are releasing the novellas for free? Yeah, Uh... it's digital ebooks or something yeah but this giant coin oh i want the giant coin i mean think about you know the damage you could do to your significant other when you get angry at them for interrupting your wow 
Wait, that's a that's a terrible See, thing I, to promote, isn't it? Sorry. I can't do that because my husband buys the collector's edition too, so he can fire back. You at have me. two coins. You don't both yeah. need one. What what do you both get it for? Because he likes his pets and mounts. But you get the digital one. He gets the digital deluxe, and you get the physical. And you you only it's, need one copy of the physical collection. It's it's his money. I don't question his purchasing decisions. It's your you're married. It's both of yours money. <laughs> I mean, he he also bought all three Starcraft collectors editions and never plays them. So <laughs> I said, enjoy you your. Open them. <laughs> I think he opens them because he claims the pets. The first one, um, he's got a nice USB thumb drive in it that is very small, but for the size it takes up. <laughs> I think it's two gigs or something. No, I, I questioned it too once. I'm like, you never play StarCraft. Why are you buying those? He's like, I, I like Blizzard Collector's Editions. Like, okay. okay, you you do you. You enjoy your $60 wild pets. And... Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. He's got I, I, will be over, I will be over here equally doing stupid stuff like spending $30 on highly customizable Sonic action figures. <laughs> with, kunk, with, uh, with the supersonic grip. Yeah. No, the one that I bought recently came with a chili dog. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, Vaughn. I buy stupid stuff, too. <laughs> it is definitely glass houses in this household. I, I respect we, the stuff you're buying purchase. more, Kelly. <laughs> chili dogs. Chili dog Sonic accessories, I think, are, I highly approve. All right. Anything else to talk about with this this WoW expansion collector's edition? Anything? No. Just August fourteenth. <laughs> That's the date. Get excited or not get excited. By the way, are we still excited for WoW? Are we not excited. I forget where we're at. We used to be unexcited for uh, this expansion. Are we excited now? Or are we I just like oh we sh- we feel like we should be excited? <laughs> I honestly don't know about this expansion. Um, it they sounds put out like some it's big have... video this week about island expeditions that i I listened to and was like "Eh." (laughs) i'm not really looking forward to the emphasis on pvp in Mm -hmm. this expansion i don't know if you saw any of that at all yeah if basically if you have your pvp flag on you get more experience because you're having they said that it's compensation for dealing with being ganked that's interesting so, like, but how about all... turning that on now to make your leveling work better? But I think they also put you on a different shard with people that also have their PvP flag well, on. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, they do that right now in the game. Yeah. If you do that. So, you just don't get I, I don't know. I d- I'm not a fan of forced PvP in WoW. Mm-hmm. So. There, I, don't I mean, know. I... it's understandable, though, for this expansion that they would focus yeah, on is. PvP. The problem is they haven't made the expansion sound compelling. <laughs> that's 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 the issue I have with this expansion. All right, well, enough of that. Um, and the next story is about um, oh yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen is getting four additional episodes in twenty nineteen. So episode one Arden, more backstory on Arden. Episode side story Aranea, which is. Um, about the Dragoon. Um, episode 2, Luna Freya, which is some stuff that happens after Chapter 9. Episode 3, Noctis, which is some prep for the final battle of the game. All these are are coming next year. And let's see. 
Oh, and the Comrades, the multiplayer thing, is getting a standalone release in the summer of 2018. I don't know why, but yeah. (laughs) For those people who didn't buy the game but want to play the multiplayer. Who wants to play the multiplayer? Who wants to play the multiplayer? That's my question. Is it any good? What are you doing it? Why do you want to play it? Alice, if you're listening, come explain to us (laughs) sometime about the, the multiplayer. Because none of us are going to try it. <laughs> Trent nope. is the only person I know who's played it. Okay. Maybe Trent can tell us. We have some reviews up. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon have got a review. And uh, Regalia of Men and Monarchs has an impression. So, let's see. We, we did, I, did we do the Dragon Quest Builders info story? No. I, think I mean, we there wasn't much to that. it. Did I miss it? Yeah. What is it? Tell me. There wasn't much to it. It was just like they were they 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 just introduced that there's going to be what like two main characters in the next one. You can be a male or a female, and they're bringing you, back some. You could do that in the first one, though. You could, unless okay, yeah. I would. I, I couldn't remember. remember that. I thought it was only. A and, guy. and they're also uh, bringing back some major enemy from Dragon Quest Two. Yeah, I think this this whole game is kind of the what if scenario Ooh. for Dragon Quest Two. Hold on, hold on. Look at this. Look at this. Have you seen that the mini map in it looks like the old Dragon? Yes, the NES I... style. Look at that mini map. That's amazing. I was gonna get this anyway, and then when I saw that, it was like, okay, sold. Day the, one the, purchase. The mini map looks like the Overworld from the original Nintendo games. So that's great. They did not do that in the first one. No, they only did it in the in, in the Switch version, and in the sense that you could purchase oh, okay. uh, or you could build a Famicom cart that lets you build stuff that looked like the old games. Yeah. Jeez. All right, Dragon Quest Builders Two. It is coming out. Um, when I don't know, but they don't have. I don't think it even has a date in Japan yet. PS4 and Switch, and no date in Japan. No announcement of a Western release. But you can play as a girl with pigtails. And that's it for news, folks. All right. We're going to get into our question of the week. So first off was our Desert Island game. Um, For me, I think I went with like um, a Diablo game just because you keep grinding really rare loot. And so like more like Diablo 2, something that takes a while to get loot in rather than a Diablo 3. Basically, I just want to do Mephisto runs till the end of time is what I've decided. (laughs) Um, Anna Marie didn't make a decision. Kelly... You said Final Fantasy VI, but not really. It's Disgaea because that's procedurally generated in the item world, right? Yeah, yeah. Alex is not here, but he says Final Fantasy IX and Tales of Symphonia. In fact, after last week, I started replaying Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Josh, what, do you have a Desert Island game? Uh, it, it'd have to be one of the Civilization games, but picking Ooh, which exactly which one, I don't know. Maybe four. I really like well, four. Four because the, the opening music is better. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll go um, with Civ 4. Civ 4. All right, perfect. Uh, all right, for people, for listeners, they said, let's see, Jason Ariola on Twitter said, the PSP version of Tactics Ogre. Well over 600 hours of my life has gone into that game, close to 400 on PlayStation 1 and 200 plus on the PSP. I still haven't done everything I want to do in it. Wow. Okay. Lord Golbez on the forum says, question of the week, I'm going to get bored of any game if it's the one game I'm stuck on a desert island with. May as well make it a Persona game, and I can at least get a good 100 hours before I'm bored. Of course, no battery's going to last that long anyway. Budai says, I own the original Titan Quest and thought it was mediocre. I've also... Oh, they were talking to me about Titan Quest last week where I didn't understand it. Um, 
I've also gone through gaming slums back when I only wanted to play RPGs. Branching out in other genres helped with that. Diablo 2 is my Desert Island game. Oh, there you go, Budai. Way to go. And even in offline mode, it just doesn't get old. I almost feel like playing it right now. Bobby Watson in the forum says, I've been through a few gaming funks, and I got out of them by not playing games at all and reading a book or something. Of course, I do not host a gaming podcast, so I guess Chris was in a different situation. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, As for a Desert Island game, I'd agree with Disgaea. Not sure which one. I've only played the first one so far, though I know I would get bored with it after 100 hours or so. Featherhoof on the forum says, Greetings and salutations, longtime listener, first-time commenter. My Desert Island game is a strange pick for me because I've only been playing it for about a week and I'm completely enthralled with it. Seeing as I have to wait until autumn 2018 to play Monster Hunter World, PC and Switch gamer here who doesn't own a PS4 or Xbox One, I picked up Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 3DS, my first Monster Hunter game, to tide me over and learn the game slash series. I have not played anything else since. The sheer amount of content in the game and the fact that the monster fights are so much fun that fighting them repeatedly for drops never gets old, for me at least, so far. I can see myself playing uh, playing only this during my free time until the launch of Monster Hunter World on PC. I've only played the game solo so far, up to five star at the time of writing this, so I don't think being on a desert island and being unable to play with others will be much of a detriment to my enjoyment. Cool. I'm interested why you went with four ultimate instead of um, generations. Actually, I I think I do know why. It's got a better single player mode, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's got more end game content. So yeah, that'll that'll keep you busy for quite some time. So yeah, enjoy that. Um, I like generations because you play as a cat, but it doesn't have the end game content that ultimate does. So Ooh, why am I talking about Monster Hunter? Strawberry Egg says, uh, latest mainline Pokemon would be my Desert Island game. Strawberry Egg is a big Pokemon fan. That's not yes, a surprise. She is. Yeah. I may not be able to get the most out of it without access to the internet for trading in the Pokemon bank, but I could still sink a few hundred hours capturing and raising Pokemon. I could even try my hand at a Nuzlocke challenge. <laughs> That's the one where um, when you have Pokemon faint, you remove them from your party. Yes. It's, it's like roguelike Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, all right. If you'd like to uh, submit que- uh, answers and stuff to our questions of the week, you go to podcastrpgamer.com. That's the email address. 608-729-4098 is the phone number. And podcastrpgamer.com is the email address. I just said that. Uh, forums.rpgamer.com. Forums.rpgamer.com is the forums and will be the forums even on the new site. If you'd like to watch us live, it's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer on Saturdays. The website is rpgamer.com. We're not doing a show next week, so we will not have a question of the week next week because none of us are going to remember it anyway. Or should we have a question of the week? I hadn't For thought of weeks. anything particularly clever. Yeah, so. nothing's standing out to me. Like, the only question I have is who's playing the, the multiplayer version of Final Fantasy Fifteen? But I'm, I'm, I'm scared the answer <laughs> like is just going to be no, no, no one, and there'll be no reply. But yeah, let's make that our question. Are you... <laughs> Who is playing the multiplayer? Not I. In FFXV. Because <laughs> I really want to know. <laughs> What's it like? I'll actually append that. What's it like? Hey, you'll get more responses to that than you will to the VR fishing game. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, we somebody told us what it was like at some point. I just can't remember anymore. So I need I need another refresher. Uh, let me refresh you on the new releases for this week. All right. 
First off, minutes out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. What is minute? That is the RPG that you play for a minute at a time. You keep your level, your abilities, and your items that you've earned, and then you play for another minute. And you keep doing runs from your house, or eventually you unlock other places that you could spawn, and you choose where to spawn, and you gradually make slow progress on these little one-minute, uh, one-minute runs. I don't know how long the game is. I've heard some good things about it from some. I was listening to a Giant Bomb podcast where they seem to like it. I have not heard any impressions from someone who've played, like, the whole thing. Um, so I'm interested to know how it does. Uh, hopefully we'll have some RP Gamer folks doing a review or something. Super Darrow Deluxe is out on Switch. That's kind of an RPG Metroidvania-type game um, where you play as, like, a guy who makes me think of Napoleon Dynamite for some reason and then goes around riding on sharks and beating up things. So you can check that out on the Switch. Uh, Dark Rose Valkyrie is coming out on PC. This is a compile heart game, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, think so. Uh, to the point where when you take armor damage, armor falls off you. So, As it happens in real life. <laughs> or compile heart games, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ease Origins coming out for Xbox One as well. So, But we don't know really how good, good it's... Game. Yeah, but we don't know how good its translation is. Because we don't know uh. which version they're using on this, so... Um, maybe hold off on I a review th- to make sure it's the using the same localization because it's a different I company think... releasing it, right? So yeah, it's .emu, but I think it is using the original Xseed translation. Okay, good. I think they somehow worked that. Good, good. Uh, all right, with that, what are you going to play this week, um, Kelly? I need to get more into Alliance Live. I've been mm-hmm. kind of slacking on that and with everybody else kind of playing it and enjoying it i want to play it more and i want to peer pressure anna into getting it yeah well <laughs> she's not on the show right now but i will i will yeah, just tweet at lay the peer pressure just like yeah, tweet her screenshots that look cute or interesting that'll make her want to play it she's like yeah and it yeah i forgot to complain about this i hate that the start button is the screenshot button okay. select button is too it drives me crazy <laughs> Wait, how? What? They're using the start and select button on the 3DS to do screenshots? Yeah. Weird. Um, okay. Yeah. Have you figured out how to use like that Twitter thing on the 3DS to post pictures directly from it? Not. I yet. haven't bothered. Okay. <laughs> I'm just taking. I know you have to like jump up. through some hoops to sign into that, but then it sounds like it would be helpful, maybe for uploading things. I don't know. So. I haven't bothered to go in and see if it's one of those things where you have to close the program to use it. In no, which you case shouldn't it's have to. Fit. No, 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 no. Not for not for the 3DS one. I, I've made this work in the past. I just don't remember how to do it. I have to Google it each time. But it's like a web browser. <laughs> you have to sign into the site on the Nintendo 3DS web browser. And then, you know, once you've got that set up, it can post to Twitter directly f- screenshots from your system that are on its SD card. So... It should be a good way to get quality screenshots, but nobody ever bothers to do it. <laughs> so they yeah. don't know how to do it. <laughs> I've been trying to t- teach Anna. I'm like, Anna, the, th- there's a Twitter app on your Vita. You can put like screenshots right up from your Vita that look real nice. And she's like, eh. <laughs> it's like okay. I use I use the Switch one all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the Switch has a share button, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit better designed. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um, yeah. So anyway, give her give just do pictures with her phone if you can't figure it out, and that'll that'll tempt her to do it. Um, that's how I've done uh, DS screenshots before. Okay. See, I th- I figured that the duck would sell her. 
yeah, well, I mean, it sold me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's seen the duck. She may not have seen the duck. She's sleeping right now, so. Um, oh, right. She's playing an Ease game. She's playing Ease 8. No, Ease Memory of Salsetta. Memory That's what she's Salsetta. playing yeah. on the Vita. Yeah. Uh, that has good music. Alex, I like and I, Alex and I peer pressured her into playing that. Oh, okay. Good, good. So we got to wait for her to finish that before she'll be ready for another game. So that'll take. That's a, a big Ease game, too. Oh, is it? Okay. So it'll take yeah. a few days at least. Anna goes through games quickly. <sighs> All right. Uh, what are you going to play, Josh? Hopefully I'll get enough time into Alliance Alive to finish it. And then, of course, I got to play Witch in the Hundred Night 2 for review. So hmm. I, I haven't given up on it yet. <laughs> but you're thinking about it. It's in the back of my mind. <laughs> I will play more Nino Kuni 2 and, and World of Warcraft as well. So no change there for me. But uh, making progress on Nino Kuni and really enjoying the town building. So no complaints. Same here. Yep. All right. That's it for the show. We'll see you all in two weeks. Next week will be uh, Anna Marie and I at least will be at Midwest Gaming Classic over in Milwaukee and uh, enjoying looking at old games and probably tweeting photos of overpriced classics. So uh, look it's, it's going to be a couple. Of, it's going to be a couple of shows for me too because I'm going on vacation next weekend and won't be back until. Uh, Sunday the twenty second. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to San Francisco for we'll see couple, the for a week. Twenty yeah. second will be the last show before we break the website. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> all right, thanks everybody for watching. We'll catch y'all next time. Uh, until then, catch up on that backlog or go play um the game where the armor comes off or whatever else you want to play this month this week. Um, yeah. I've or just it. wait for two weeks and then uh, Yakuza comes out. So. Oh, Yakuza. All right, there you go. Yakuza 6. Yeah. Which I think Sam's already reviewed, right? She liked it? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Good. So thanks for watching, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.